good to see you. Um, happy Monday. Welcome to Monday Night Worship Online. I'm really glad that you guys are here. I know um, we're kind of over the quarantine thing, right? Um, and I know it's getting harder and harder to do the stuff that you should be doing. And I know that finals are getting close. And so some people are, you know, thinking about those looming deadlines. And so it means a lot that we continue to get together and gather and um, just spend time together on Monday nights, even if it's for a short while. Um, I was thinking this week about Hebrews 10.25, and it says this, Do not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so that's what we're trying to do. Even when we're sick of being at our computers, even when we're getting stressed out, when we're tired at night, we're just continuing um, to meet together, even though it may not be the thing that we want to do. So tonight, I wanted to reward you, really, um, with a very special, a very special little uh, segment here. We're going to be including some the live studio audience here at Monday Night Worship Online. So I'd like to welcome my guests, Sayla, Todd. All right, everyone, welcome our guests tonight. Um, so we're going to play a little game. We're going to play this or that. And I want you guys to play also. You have the little chat bar and I want you to use it. So I'm going to give you some options of this or that. And then real quickly, without thinking too hard, I want you to just answer. Okay. So these guys will answer out loud and you guys will type it in the chat bar. Okay. This or that. Number one, are you more likely during the quarantine to watch a Broadway musical or home concert or a sporting event rerun? Sporting event rerun. Both of you. Okay. All right, next. Do you prefer a class Zoom call or a teacher's recorded lecture? I'm going to repeat that. Do you prefer a class Zoom call or a teacher's recorded lecture? Class Zoom call. Class Zoom call. Okay. All right, you guys, did you put it in the chat? All right. Do you want to eat whatever you want to eat, or do you want to eat what your mom cooks you? Whatever I want to eat. Whatever I want to eat. I can eat your stuff if I want to. I'm not cooking anymore. <laughs> Okay, no, no, put, no, no. put it in the chat. Would you like to just eat whatever you want to eat and not have to worry about um, being polite to your mom who has cooked a meal for you? Or do you want to eat what your mom is cooking because your mom's an amazing cook? Anyway, you, you figure that out. You're not my mom. <laughs> okay. Um, next, do you make your bed every day or do you think, what's the point? I'm just crawling back in it in 10 minutes. <laughs> make your bed every day, crawling back in. I'm Make crawling. my bed every day. I'm crawling back in. <laughs> okay, put it in the chat. Are you more likely to veg out on Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Would you like to see David shave his beard or his head? Head. His head. Head. I'm just kidding. He has not agreed to that. But wouldn't that be wow. funny? Okay. All right. Very nice. Everybody put that in the chat. Thank you to our guests. Thank you. And off with you. Bye. All right. So that's fun. I can't wait to read those later. Um, 
So we are gathered on Monday nights, uh, whether it's virtually or in person, to encounter God and to be known by him because that changes everything. And that can happen still, even if we're at home, even if we're in quarantine, even if it's weird or different. On Monday nights, we gather together, and I believe that we still can encounter him and be known by him. And so that's what we want to be doing. And for the, the last several weeks, we've been talking on Monday nights about spiritual practices, um, things that we do that do something to us. So we were talking about things like um, practicing silence and solitude and how that slows our minds down and kind of slows our hearts down and opens us up, gives us space to be able to hear from God and to be known by him. We talked about um, reading and memorizing scripture and how by doing that, we have it when we need it, about serving and how that takes our eyes off of ourselves and helps us see people the way that Jesus did. So those are all spiritual practices that do something to us. They change us. Um, but practicing is hard. <laughs> I was thinking about this week, um, when our girls were little, when they were toddlers, I was about to lose my mind. And so I decided that I needed to do something to get out of the house. And um, I had played violin when I was younger but hadn't touched it in like 10 years. But I decided that I would pick up the violin again. And so I went to an instructor here in Springfield and I met with him. And I told him that I wanted to take violin lessons just to kind of brush up and have sort of a structure for learning the violin again or to practicing it. And um, he looked at me and he said, I don't usually teach adults. And I thought that was strange. And, but he said, I don't teach adults because adults have good intentions, but they don't practice. Ugh. I can see how that's true um, because practicing is hard. We have to make time for it. We have to make space. We have to, it, it has to be more important than all the other things that are going on in our lives. So we may have a goal of wanting to play the violin better, um, but if we don't practice, that goal really doesn't mean anything. There was a book that came out recently called Atomic Habits, and I read a quote that I thought was really appropriate. It said, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Let me say that again. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. My goal to play better violin or to get in shape, or to read more books in a year, or memorize scripture, it doesn't mean anything really unless I have a plan of how I'm going to accomplish it, unless I have a structure that's going to support that and help me do it. So last week, David challenged us to set up some healthy structures, to have some healthy habits, um, like the first 15 that we have talked about a lot around CSF, giving God that first 15 minutes of your day um, before anything else, before social media, before working out, before, you know, we just start thinking about all the other things that we have to do. He talked about having some of the tools that you need, like a study Bible, um, and having a plan for spending time in God's Word. And I've heard a pastor say, you just need a plan and you need a place. 
So I wanted to know, uh, for those of you who've been following along and maybe putting some of these practices into place and having a structure, putting structure in your life, what is your place that you have found? Or maybe you're still practicing it. You're still trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. But is there a place um, that works for you that you know this is the place that I go to spend time with God? This is where I go to read my Bible or to pray. For me, it's in my chair in my red office um, where I've been sitting before. That's the place that I go in the morning, my kind of sacred spot, I call it. Um, but put in the chat if you have found a place, if that's you know your bedroom or outside or the garage or wherever it is. I want to hear um, where that is. And we have a plan um, that we started this week. We started reading the book of Luke. And Luke is one of the four biographies of the life of Jesus found in the New Testament. So for those of us who identify as followers of Jesus or as Christians, we are, we are wanting to be apprentices of Jesus. Just like you may have a friend who has gone into like a, a trade and is an electrician's apprentice or a plumber's apprentice. Or in the medical field, that's what it means to be an intern or a resident. Um, being an apprentice of Jesus means watching Jesus, learning from him, seeing what he does and how he acts and how he thinks, and then doing those same things. And so um, I'm really excited for those of you who are reading this plan with us. There's a big group that's doing it. And it's been really good. Um, there's a place in the version plan where it's called the talk, talk It Over is one of the little sections. And if you want to, you can share like an observation or a question um, about what you read that day. And that's, it's been so beneficial for me to be reading in community because there are things that stick out to you guys that I maybe have like skipped over or just not noticed. And it helps me see the passage in a whole new way. So that's been really cool. And I, I want to let you know that you can still jump into that Bible reading plan. We have done, by this time, we should have done days one through six and then had a day off. That's kind of our, our rhythm that we're going to do. And so um, starting tomorrow, we'll do day seven through 12. So you can jump in right at day seven with us tomorrow. Um, if you want to start at the beginning, you can do that and just be a little bit behind. That doesn't, that's no big deal either, but we would love for you to do that with us. I've noticed that sometimes when I'm reading scripture, um, especially when I'm reading it like a chapter at a time, sometimes it's easy for me to focus on the, what am I reading today? What do I need to get out of this today? What does God want to show me today? And sometimes I can miss kind of the big picture. Um, of what's happening in the story, of what God is doing in the story. And so um, that's where I think a study Bible, like what David talked about last week, comes in handy. I've been using that this week. And another resource I wanted to let you know about um, is a, a video series called The Gospel Project. Um, and um, Or The Bible Project. It's not The Gospel Project. The Bible Project. Um, but the videos are just short videos, and what they do is they, they give you some kind of big picture, like taking a look, kind of a step back, and looking at scripture from a bird's eye view so that you can see some of those bigger themes of what's happening. And um, so I'd encourage you to take those, the Bible Project 
videos, check those out if you have 15 or 20 minutes. Um, they're really quick and fun, fun to look at. So um, that's been really helpful. And so what I wanted to do the rest of the time today is just kind of try to do that a little bit, is to kind of take a step back and, and take a bird's eye view of what we've been reading and what's ahead for us. So last week in chapter four, Jesus began to lay out this new mission. Um, we read, you know, this, some of the Sermon on the Mount stuff. And um, Jesus talks about the social implications that, um, that this kingdom has. And I want to look at Luke chapter 4. I know this is last week's reading, but I think it's just really interesting to kind of see the, the flow of this. I'm looking at chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. Um, and here, um, Jesus is quoting the book of Isaiah to the people who were standing there. And he says in verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to re release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so Jesus makes it clear that his kingdom is about, it's for the poor and for the oppressed. It's for those of lower social status, people with disabilities, women, children, um, people who were on the outside. And so in Luke chapters like four through eight, what we see is Jesus begins modeling this. So first he's talking about these big ideas of what the gospel really is, what the kingdom is. And he begins modeling this. So expanding who the kingdom is for. And so what we see happening in those chapters is that Jesus is we see stories about Jesus forgiving prostitutes and um, welcoming tax collectors and healing all kinds of people, regardless of how good they were. Um, it was totally upside down from what religious people of the day thought God was all about. So um, it, might be, it might be easy for us to read those as kind of unrelated stories as we just go chapter by chapter, but I think it's important to know that this is what this is what Jesus is doing, is setting up. This is what the kingdom, what my kingdom is going to be like. And then for this week, looking ahead, we're going to see something else kind of happen as we read read through Luke chapter twelve. I want you to pay attention to another kind of theme, something that happens here. Um, what happens is in Luke nine, we see this turning point. In 951, so if you have a Bible, flip over there, chapter 9, verse 51. <coughs> uh, chapter 9, verse 51, it says this, As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. Okay, so Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And one of the commentaries that I read this week was saying this is the turning point that we see in Jesus' ministry and in this book. And so for the next 10 chapters, we're going to see Jesus on a journey as he is making this trek. He has a mission. He's traveling. Um, he's on his way, headed to Jerusalem. And then on this journey, as he travels, Jesus is telling stories to prepare his followers um, for living in this new upside-down kingdom kind of way. Okay, see, 
last week and in, in the beginning, Jesus is talking about the kingdom, big picture. And now what he's doing is he's walking with his followers, with, with these people who are trying to learn from him, who are apprentices to him. And he's teaching them specifically how they are going to live in this new kingdom, in this new kind of way. And so he teaches and models, models practices like trusting in God's provision. And we're going to see, he's, you know, the feeding of the 5,000 is going to show up. He's modeling to them, this is how you trust me, that I will provide everything that you need. He's going to tell stories that model generosity. Um, he tells the parable of the Good Samaritan in this section this week. And this is the only gospel that it's found in. But he tells that story to help them learn about generosity and caring for people and caring for people outside of your own sphere. Um, in chapter 11, he talks about prayer and what that looks like for a disciple. So what we're going to see coming up for the next couple of weeks is going to be all of these stories that are helping and all of these interactions that are helping Jesus' followers learn what it means to follow him and to be a disciple of him. Jesus loving the outcast and eating and drinking with people, um, celebrating with people. So I want you to think this week as you are reading, as we're reading in the book of Luke, consider yourself in training just like Jesus' followers just like the followers who were walking with him and wondering what he was doing and observing and, um, you know, be in awe of what Jesus does and how he loves the people around him. And think about this week, which of these practices Jesus is modeling do you need to learn more about? Um, are there practices that Jesus lays out? Maybe it's the generosity or maybe it's prayer. What's a practice that you need to learn more about in order to do it like he does it? What's a way that you need to think differently about the kingdom of God according to the teachings of Jesus? Um, so that's what this week is going to be about. I'm excited um, in the in the version Bible plan. I'm excited to hear what you guys uh, think and what you see and what you observe about Jesus. And so I want to pray um, as I kind of wrap up here for that. And um, so if you would, just pray with me. God, I'm thankful for your word. I'm thankful that we don't just have to depend on what somebody tells us about you or what we've been taught about you in the past. But in your word, we can see you. We can know you through your word. We can see the way that you interact with people. We can see and hear about the things that you value, things that are important to you. God, this week, as we read, um, as we study your word, as we make ourselves just available to you during the week, would, would you show us something new that we need to understand about your character or about your priorities? And I pray that that would shape us as we take seriously um, this, the role that we play as your apprentices, as your disciples, that we would see you do things and that we would repeat them, that we would do the same things, that we would hold the same opinions, that we would see people the same way that you do. I pray that you would use this time that we spend in your word to change us and to form us 
into disciples who look more like you. So we just offer ourselves to you this week, some of our attention um, in a busy week. God, we give that to you and um, we do it trusting that when we show up, that you're also going to be there and that you're going to reveal yourself to us in a new way. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so there's still time to jump into the Bible reading plan. I hope you'll do that. Um, there's grace. If you fall behind, just, you know, pick it up again. Um, you can follow the link. There should be a link in the notes um, here and invite your friends to that too. Uh, this week, make sure that you check out the week at a glance slide that we have. There's all kinds of stuff um, and opportunities for you to get connected with other CSFers to just feel like we're still part of the same community, whether it's Cafe Devo on Thursday, um, listening to one of your peers give a devotion about what they're learning about in the Word, or um, ridiculousness like Adam Kinzel's The Not So Very Late Late Show, Not Very Late Late Show. Um, there are lots of ways that we want to stay connected, that we don't want to give up meeting together, not just for the serious stuff, but also for the fun stuff. So um, make that a priority this week. We do want to let you know, right before spring break, we were going to do a, um, a food drive for the food pantry on campus. And because of all of this stuff, obviously, we didn't do that. But we've been speaking to the Volunteer Center at UIS, and there's still a need. There are still students who are on campus who are using the food pantry. And um, so we have a list of things that you can contribute and we'll be letting you know more about how we'll work that out, what the details of that will be, but you've got a couple weeks, and we'll leave a list of those items in the notes as well. So, love you guys. Hope you have a great week. See you next time.